Happy Wednesday, T-Birds, and hello, Cedar City. Thanks for tuning in to Thunder 91 today. My name's Jake, and I'm here with my co-host, Emily, and you're listening to Global Beats, where every other Wednesday at noon, we bring you music from artists from around the world and interviews with international students who are studying here at SUU. We're in the studio today with Landry, our friend from Rwanda. Today, we've got another fantastic episode filled with Landry's favorite Rwandan music. In a few minutes, we'll get to hear a lot about Rwanda, our friend's take on some of his experiences here at SUU, and as always, fun facts about Rwanda. But first, to kick it off, we've got the national anthem of Rwanda for you. In English, it's titled Beautiful Rwanda, Our Motherland, right here on Thunder 91. Quando a wanyu se mubie Bie bibi bibabashe Amteka ya warahumana Uhume burabura Kuberi miyuborele mibi Arikubu byose vjara indute Wana kwa chunyeza hajose It's a land full of opportunities So safe, no more insecurities Everyone has a reason to see
to be random I give my everything cause I love my country We are one to the Ghana Our future is so brighter Together forever we never divided Forever and ever we will be united Everyone has a reason to sing When I watch you Welcome back. You're listening to Global Beats on Thunder 91, and you just heard a laid-back and patriotic song, My Rwanda by the Urban Boys. In the studio today, we're here with Landry, one of only two Thunderbirds from Rwanda. We're glad you're here, Landry, and we're looking forward to learning about Rwanda today and about your experiences here at SUU. Have you been on the radio before? No, I haven't. Oh, well, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I mean, thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. We're definitely glad that you're here. Um, so tell us a little bit about the music that you chose for the show. Like, how did you decide which songs to choose? Uh, so it first came from, like, my personal playlist and from friends around the world. I guess I have some friends. I got some music from friends in Canada, some in China. And I can like Google like the latest cool mu musics that, that are more related to the culture and like the country and more that appropriate, I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> so Landry, can you explain to us where exactly is Rwanda for the, our listeners who aren't as familiar? Uh, Rwanda, Rwanda is in Central East Africa. Central East Africa, like south of Uganda, uh, west of Congo. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so tell us about where you are from in Rwanda and a little bit about your hometown. Oh, so I was born in the capital city, but my parents moved to the west side of the country because they my dad works in another country so we kind of moved close to him so there it's this small city town called Gisenyi. it's really beautiful has a lake on, on on with it so it was pretty good a uh, small community but i can it was pretty good like half of the <clears throat> one third of the 
revenue of the country comes from my city because it's close to Congo. So most of the rich people lives in that on that side because they do business in Congo and they'll come back to Rwanda. So okay. kinda, wow. I kind of was part of the rich club of the country. <laughs> yeah. <Heck> yeah. <laughs> so what's something that people should know about Rwanda that maybe they don't know? It's really green. Really green. A lot of hills and mountains. Like really? It's called the country of thousand hills. So. Oh. Because like there's a lot of hills. So lots of trees too. Definitely a lot. Oh, wow. And like so vegetation is protected by the government. It's a serious thing in Rwanda, and it's small but really friendly. Aww. It's really friendly and beautiful. <laughs> That's one of the things that I I really liked about it, and like the fact that it's safe after safe after <coughs> where we've came from to where we are at, like where we were before '94 and where we're at now. It's a really big difference, and like and that's one of the things that just makes it really cool, and like the pride of talking saying, "Oh, I'm from Rwanda." So it's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So how about languages that are spoken in Rwanda? How many are there and how many do you speak? So in the country itself we only yeah. speak three languages. The native the native language, Kinyarwanda, then English and French. But I you rarely ran into people that speaks French. But like me by myself I speak six languages so wow <laughs> yeah which languages so i speak kinyaranda french english swahili lingala and a little bit of kiganda so yeah <laughs> that's impressive that's awesome. <laughs> i got yeah. some catching up to do <laughs> are there regional differences within rwanda um like the north side does this the south kind of has this tradition um you know so food the language your habits is there anything interesting about that oh yeah yeah there is there is like so on the west side it's i think it's all in all in all the countries so far in the ones that i've been to all the west side of the countries they're known for partying a lot and like being more more of like They'll say like the more like fun part of the country. Mm -hmm. So my city was like that like they had the the lake and like close to another country and like even like people from Congo always, always every Friday will cross the border to come party the oh, weekend wow. <laughs> in Rwanda. And so that's one thing in my city. So up north we have gorillas, like the famous silverback gorillas. They're in the yeah. country. So, and more there, it's cold, really cold, and they're more like cultivation culture. So they just have agriculture culture, mm -hmm. and then, and the south side of it, the country, it's more red because like it's dry. There's not a lot of vegetation down there, so. I haven't been, never been to the south too much, but I, I, that's one of the things that I know about it. It's dry, hot, so that's the part you want to, you don't want to be at, like <laughs> especially in the summer. Yeah. 
and and the capital city is the capital they always like politics like whatever happened in all the capital in the world is what happens in my country too like politics like a lot of traffic and yeah many people and on the west side of the, of the country there's only parks like national parks i don't i've never been to the west side of the country that yeah. sounds kind of like a neat place to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it is. When I was doing like research for this, it's roughly Rwanda is about the same size as the state of Maryland, <laughs> which isn't very big, but there's so much diversity and so much to see in such a like in you know a tiny place like that. So it's really cool to see. Um, so how about the food in Rwanda? Will you tell us a little bit about that and also what your favorite food is? Oh yeah, uh, most of I'll say like some of the countries in the east side of Africa like have almost similar food, but like ours is more like uh, plantains. So we'll have like dry plantains and fufu. If you've ever had, you've never had a fufu. Nope. So we'll have. <coughs> We'll have um it's made of maize flour, yeah, it's made of maize flour that you eat with like vegetables. It's kind of made of like a, this ball like of maize flour, it's soft that oh. you'll eat with um with vegetables or meat or sauce, like whatever you want with that's like one of the things that. Are, there's like none in the country and then the plantains the dry plantains are really good but i never liked them because like they're green so <laughs> <then> yeah. <more> <laughs> <laughs> i was more into um i was more into potatoes because that they're they grow in the north and like so that i they're more cheaper there so my mom like will have us she has this special way like she'll cook it with with um onions mm -hmm. kind of fried but not really fried which mm -hmm. is really good so that's what i kind of loved oh i don't blame yeah. her that sounds delicious <laughs> 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 well landry can you tell us about some holidays or festivals celebrations that happen in rwanda but not in the united states yeah um so we have uh, the holiday the the one that happens in April where we have to remember the what happened in ninety four. Um we'll also have um it's kind of uh Thanksgiving but not in not a it's our own way of doing Thanksgiving in August. Oh fun. That we'll have we'll share um I can't find the word. So basically, you just have friends and neighbors yeah, come together, like, have a big dinner. Yeah, that exactly that. Even the government closed down on that day. Like, there, no one does anything. And the president, like with the Senate, well, they will they'll share. They'll have their own big dinner and like stuff like so that. So that does sound very similar yeah, to our yeah, Thanksgiving. Definitely. That's cool, though. Uh huh. And. 
let me see something else and we have like the independence that that is in july july first of july yeah first of july oh fun yeah so it sounds like you have a pretty big mix of celebrations just yeah. like we do here a lot. yeah quite a few um so when talking about celebrations um will you tell us a little bit about like clothing that men and women wear and is there a difference between like something people would wear every day and then versus what they would wear at like a special occasion or a celebration like more traditional type dress mm -hmm. so back in the back in the days like when there was more there were still like kingdoms like in the country um men will wear their kind of dresses mm -hmm. but they're called imishanana so that it's like this you have like this big dress that like is that you tie on one side mm. of the shoulder and then I just go down the okay, whole cover so the very whole body. Yeah. Is it colorful? Yeah, it is colorful. Okay. Even it will go with the haircuts that they had back then in those days. You only like shave like one side of the head and oh, yeah. the other one. So yeah. And women's women almost wear the same thing but they had wear something beneath it on top and um and i had jewelries on the head and of stuff. course lots yeah. of accessories <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's all the ladies around the yeah, world <laughs> being a lady is really a hard job <laughs> oh yeah absolutely so how does the landscape and climate in Rwanda compare to Cedar City? Um, like, is it pretty dry overall, like Cedar, or? No, 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 no. It's more humid out there oh, okay. than here. So when I first came here, I had like, I started have having like problems with my skin, like for like being too too dry and too hot, mm -hmm. and the air will like burn me, like me breathing so i kind of struggled for the first days mm. but um w when it comes to mountains i'll say they're pretty close to be equal because ronda has you can barely find any flat places but i see that you have you have a flat flat place and then mountains on the mm -hmm. side but like Rwanda is all mountains. It's do you get as much snow there as you do here in Cedar? No, only in the north part of the country. Okay. In the high mountains, but not really like here. Oh boy, so this yeah. was probably pretty shocking. Definitely freezing the first snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, if someone were to visit your country, Landry, mm -hmm. or your city for the first time ever, mm -hmm. what should they do? What would be something you would tell them? You absolutely need to go to this place or try this food. What would you tell a visitor? I'll tell them to go to the beach first, like the lake. That was pretty. It's a pretty fun place. And for the food, I'll tell them to. So we have this. Like I'll tell them to try the plantains because it's really good. I mean, it, when they make them outside, it tastes really better than like my mom that tried to <laughs> makes us eat healthy. Because like they'll add up some more stuff. Because mom is like, oh no, you gotta eat healthy. But like, 
<laughs> you always eat them outside when you come home. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> but th- there is that, and also go to oh, so we have this um, beer industry that is located in a, a small community, like really outside of the city, and that's a really nice place that people love going to because, like, around the so workers of the industry kind of built this small community around it mm-hmm. even the ones that got retired they, they just decided to stay there and they built like beautiful hotels and like yeah. they even have expeditions that will take you in the mountains and show you like where the f- like the oldest people like of the country were leaving because like it's connected to congo so w- they believe that the people that lived there are the si- like when you see stuff that were left there like they're kind of similar to what like the Congolese have so you they're like that's the one connection that we have with Congolese so they'll take like um, visitors up there and like to visit and like to have the view of the lake which is really wow. beautiful when well, that sounds there. like a wonderful opportunity that people visiting should definitely take advantage of all right so i think it's about time for a couple more songs up next we have something a little bit more mellow uh you are listening to naba umuyonga by tom close right here on thunder 91. Tari 
Welcome back, T-Birds. You just heard a Rwanda favorite with English lyrics, Lose Control by M. Eddie and the Ben. Okay, so we're back here with Landry, and he's going to talk a little bit about his experiences here at SUU. All right, Landry, so how long have you been studying here at SUU, and what is your major? Um, I've been here for two years now. Two? Yeah. Okay. Um my major when i first came was engineering i was like i'm not gonna deal with a lot of math i'm done with math <laughs> high school i had too much math because i was taking math computer science and economics wow. so that was too much math i was like I'm, I'm done with this so i chose to pursue with computer science so that was fun um so far it's been really great except the science that comes with it <laughs> <laughs> well what made you decide to study in the united states uh so it's a kind of funny story well right after high school my friends and i like everyone you grew up together you like we're all deciding where we're going to study some of them chose to stay in the country most like most because they didn't want to get out not because they didn't want to get out of the country it's like financial situations mm -hmm. so for those that, that could decided to go to canada and that was part of the bus that was gone in canada i was like hey i'm in i'm gonna leave uh my dad met uh a recruiter that, that works here so they became friends and the guy was like hey we're i i recruit people you should like give a chance to your kid to go to the united states their scholarships yes because like it's expensive for international students so mm -hmm. like their scholarships and like he get a chance like to just be part of the big country uh, like with technology it was like oh okay uh so my dad introduced me the idea like right after high school and i kind of debated on it really hard but like he also like my dad is like i'll say really spirit grown man so he always would have these quotes that would just make you think about your life so he's like we're all we can you can have friends but like you gotta choose your own life like choose what's yeah. best for you so I kind of debated hard on that. But I was like, I'm going to give it a try and see how it works. And, like, plus, it's not every school that, like, will have people come and get you. Especially because, like, I applied for the visa three times, was denied. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to Canada. Like, that was, like, one last chance. Just this one more time. And, like, when I applied for that time, they sent, like, international, like, representative that came to the embassy especially from me so that kind of felt like that kind of made me feel special mm -hmm. and at the same time like i had a kind of responsibility to just not just to go and be like everyone that goes out of the country and just gets spoiled i just to be great for it not only for the school but also for my parents to send me here that's yeah. awesome. That's a great story. <laughs> well, we're happy Thanks. you're here, too. <laughs> so what were your first impressions of Cedar City when you first arrived here? Um, I didn't expect it to be small. <laughs> That's one thing. <laughs> and that, you know, like, there's this stereotype of 
there's a stereotype of uh, America, like when you see Los Angeles, the movies, mm -hmm. New York, mm -hmm. the big, the big skyscrapers, skyscrapers. Yeah. everything. You're like, wow, the whole country is that. But then they tell me you're going to Utah. I'm like, wait, what? Where's <laughs> that? And they're like, it's in the United States. I'm like, are you sure it's on the map? <laughs> So I had to Google the place and see, and I'm like, oh, that's my first time seeing this place. <laughs> and so I kind of expected it to be, because like on the advertisements of the on the of the school, there's the library picture, so mm -hmm. that big building with the huge glass window. You're like, wow, this place is beautiful. But like also like. I mean skyscrapers and everything like that that because I grew up back and forth in Congo Rwanda and, and when I was in Rwanda was most likely where I grew up and in the capital city so mm -hmm. traffic and stuff that's what I expected so far but I, when I came here like and I'm more used to like city cars like sedans like luxury <laughs> cars but I get here there's trucks because I'm <laughs> obsessed with cars I know like like in my mind, I had, I'm like 250 cars, names and brands and makers, wow. everything. Wow. Cause like <laughs> just because, just for the love of the cars. So I kind of like started looking around. Like it's pretty calm, nice, not really too destructive. So I kind of loved that. Kind of <laughs> got my attention. I was like, I'm gonna stay here. It's really good for studies. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> Uh, so I know you talked about the size, like Cedar City's more rural than where you're from in Rwanda, but what are some other differences between Cedar and your hometown, like maybe with the people or the food or anything like that that you've noticed? Um, people here are more friendly, really friendly. Like I remember when I first came here, I didn't have a car, so I had to walk from where I lived to school. And I'm walking, like, the first day of school, I'm walking, like, on stop sign, there's a person in the car. They smile at me, and I turn around to look around to see if they were smiling <laughs> at someone else. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> but then I kind of, they, like, tell me, like, yeah, you should expect people to smile at you, so don't worry. So <laughs> that, and, and that, I mean, the food here is more, like, sweet mm -hmm. not natural so i kind of struggled with that so every time i'll have when i was hungry on camp so i have i had to walk back home to cook my own food oh wow yeah like for, that happened for like a whole semester till i kind of got decided to kind of get used to the food so yeah wow well um what are some of the differences between education in rwanda in the united states are the classrooms set up the same way? Do you interact with the professors the same way? No. Uh, back home, like... Back home, they're like... When you talk to a professor, kind of, there's this kind of respect barrier because they're like... You have to talk to them as if you were talking to the president. But like, here, you have the freedom of speech. You got to tell them what you think, what's on your mind, which mm -hmm. is kind of fun but like i want to extend like i feel like students sometimes abuse abuse of it and mm -hmm. like that's where the messed up part of it is and here like we have you like 
course materials are more split and dealt in depth like you go in the course but like one of the reason like one of the things that you hear like student like people from africa like how like have is like it's not hard for them like to have high grades here it's like we learn a lot of course like we learn a lot of course materials in a small amount of time and we're supposed by the end of the semester we're supposed to know everything we learned like 13 courses like in one semester and like take 13 exams at the end of the semester and you gotta have a's if not like here if you fail three of them like you're staying in the class and like that's intense so it's and like that's why like it's not it's hard for like people out there like just to know everything like have an idea they have a they they have an idea of on everything but like they don't know completely what to do when they come here and it gets easy because like you have like stuffs that are more split and spread and you have to go in there and like have hands-on material than back home right yeah that sounds hard. I'm glad that yeah. uh, <laughs> I, would, I would freak out if I had to deal with that. Um, so what do you miss the most from home? Um, I'll say just, there's this part of being home that like, you have certain responsibility relieved from you. You don't have to deal with them that helps a lot and the friends and the friends especially and also the um, just being around the place that you grew up in mm-hmm. just like kind of feels safe familiar. and home yeah. yeah all the memories attached yeah everything but like when because like sometimes when like i'm looking like a movie or um looking at stuff on google or youtube i just go through pictures and i'll be like oh i know this place i've se- i've done this there and i have pictures here so it kind of just rings back and especially like a lot my family but like i don't worry about them a lot because like i know that they'll come around sometimes like they are coming if they don't come to me i'll go to them so with the friends, like, you know, like, life takes everyone somewhere else. And of course. Yeah. You have your own journeys, but you can always go home. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, is there anything that you've seen or experienced here that you would want to bring back to Rwanda? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> people being more open. Like, being more open. Because, like, back home, we're, like, with the culture there's this thing like you're more conserved like what happens to you like you keep it to yourself like even when someone like does something wrong to you like you just keep it to yourself and like you just have this grudge against the person that they don't know about and like being more honest because like the honesty is not a number one priorities of randoms they're like like kind of hide stuff so like go around stuff so like just they're more kind of selfish but at the same time not they're more i'll say more friendly to strangers than like their own people like i mean like when you've grown in a culture like that's the thing that like 
honesty is now one of the things. And like when I first came here and like talking to a person and they'll be straightforward and like open to me, like telling me their life. I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's too much. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you even know me first? <laughs> you can't trust me like that. <laughs> Because, like, I'm more person. I hate lying because, like, I hate people lying to me. Um, so when I came here and uh, people are telling me, I'm like, this must be a new way of lying because I can't believe that a person <laughs> just would be, like, straightforward to me like that. But then I kind of got used to it. And, like, well, you can see the difference when I, like, when you're talking to people back home and the people here and, like, there's a big difference and, like, you start getting uncomfortable talking to the people you grew up with because, like, you know they're going to lie. That's what you expect wow. from them. So you know, that would be really hard. Yeah, yeah. but like you kind of start one by one, and like you, you kind of like start somewhere. That's true. Mm-hmm. What I yeah, for people to trust you, and trust is a big deal. Really, for a person to trust you, it is a big thing. Absolutely. Well, believe it or not, it's time for another music break. Uh, So without further ado, let's listen to something a little bit rap-inspired. Nipe by... Is it Iki Benda? Did I say that right? (laughs) Cool, I did. Yeah. 
everybody you're turned into thunder 91 listening to global beats we're back in the studio with landry a rwandan suu student so we looked up a few facts about rwanda and we want to see what you have to say about them landry how does that sound yeah it sounds great interesting (laughs) (laughs) okay so the first fun fact we found was that plastic grocery bags are banned in rwanda to help protect the environment is that true so yeah, uh, back in two thousand five or six, I remember that came alone. Let's say like, uh, gross like plastic bags are uh, like were harmed the environment, and they were like how they were like some like causes of diseases. So they decided to ban them in the country, not only for the citizens, even like people that come from anywhere in the world. So even when you come at the airport. There are special services like for that, especially that they'll ask you. There's like how it's one of the questions that comes like, do you have your passport? They'll ask you, do you have plastic bags? If yes, they'll like take them away and give you canvas bags that you carry whatever you have in a plastic bag. That's pretty awesome. (laughs) So one that I thought was really interesting as well is Rwanda has been ranked as one of the top 10 safest countries on the planet um it even beat places like austria and new zealand so it's very very safe to visit there yeah (laughs) and live there uh um i mean i'll say the government worked on that hard i i I mean after the genocide of 94 we kind of even the prisoners, I, like, we kind of decided not to be like a, as everyone else. Like the stereotype of every country, every country in the world, but especially in Africa, that like it's not safe, it's not this, it's not that. So we, since like it's a developing country, we have these like rotational like surveillance or like patrols that like during the day will have like policemen that would like patrol like all the cities in the country you'll like have everywhere in the neighborhoods in the main places of the city marketplaces everything 
and that night we'll have the the army or the special force that will have patrols over there and that's like a thing that goes on like forever i mean until they decide otherwise um because like it's a place where like when i was 17 first time far from home like i'll go home like at four in the morning and like without without worrying that i'll be robbed or anything it's like it's almost impossible to be robbed or attacked at night wow yeah man i wish we could have that here (laughs) that sounds really nice all right thunderbirds before we wrap things up we are going to share some information about an international affairs event coming up tomorrow we are having a fire cultural showcase the fire festival this was a traditional viking festival and is still famous worldwide Come warm up from 11.30 until 1 o'clock tomorrow in the International Affairs Office. Stop by for some delicious food, great music, flaming decorations, activities, and more. There is also a chance to win free SUU swag. This event is free and everyone is welcome to come and enjoy. Are you excited about the Fire Festival, Landry? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I love Vikings. I like the, the spirit of Vikings. It's like when I was a kid, I had this show. My dad bought me books. That's where like, I think that's where I started like my war or my hate against letters like i don't like reading because like he he'll buy like he had me this whole small library of books of like kids books i had this specific viking story that i loved so i love viking and i even growing up i'll keep on like if you've ever seen the show on netflix the vikings it's on season seven now like i've been watching <laughs> it i've been watching it all and keeping track that's awesome yeah well sadly that's it for this week's episode of global beats thanks to everyone for listening and i hope that you all have a fantastic wednesday um the final song is called kigali love is that correct yeah it's by the urban boys um and kigali is the capital of rwanda correct yeah all right enjoy everyone it's the urban boys original I am forever. I so pro. If you're not for this one, I'm mercy. Everybody go down, go down. Everybody go down, go down. Everybody go down, go down. Everybody go down. 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 Go down.
Nibesa, Bushu Uranga Godon. I be watching international. Godon. I be watching very natural. Oh, I'm fit. No, it's a carry. Pararente. Nabi Mahanga. Parareva. Everybody go down. Everybody go down, go down. Everybody go down, 